Here at Christ Community, we love telling stories. And we love telling stories because uh, God loves telling the story of redeeming his creation, making us all new, and transforming our lives. And uh, this morning, I am excited for you guys to get to hear uh, the story of a guy named Mike Iman. And um, it's, it's awesome to see what God does in people's lives when we uh, be, just begin to serve him and, and join in with him on the mission. So, uh, Mike, tell us, who is Mike Iman? Well, I am just a family man. I mean, I enjoy spending time with my family um, at home and at church. Um, enjoy helping people out wherever they need it at. Uh, that's about me. I'm, I'm pretty simple. Just a common man with a common Just a plan. common man. That's it. I like it. So uh, where did this common man, where, does, where did your story start, uh, Mike? What, what was life like for you growing up and... Uh, well, we, I had an awesome parents, family. I'm the youngest of six. We didn't, we wasn't a Christian family at all. Uh, Mom would get us up on Sunday mornings, get us dressed, send us to church because we get us, you know, we wasn't in her hair then, so. Free babysitting. But, yeah, West. free babysitting, yeah. Wes. <laughs> but I, growing up, I had a, my hardest thing was, is putting my faith into somebody that I couldn't see. That's, that was the hardest thing I had. Um, it wasn't until 2010 I ended up three weeks in the hospital with pneumonia and I was in a room with a guy that come out of a nursing home and he's there was nothing left they could do and there were some folks that would come in twice a week and pray for him and one of the ladies was blind and in a wheelchair and every time she would leave she'd come by and she knew exactly where my foot was on the bed she tapped me on the foot how you doing today honey so I'm doing okay. So they come in, and they prayed, and she told this guy, you know, laying in the bed, had no idea what was going on. She said, you know, you're going home. We're going to tell you our goodbyes. You know, tonight, tonight you're going home to be with God. So when they got ready to leave, she'd done the same thing she always done. She tapped me on the foot. She said, how you doing today, honey? I said, well, I'm doing okay. She said, well... She said, can we pray for you? She said, this is going to be our last day. She says, and I felt bad since the last time we left because God's telling me to pray for you, and I didn't do it. Said, sure, you know, I didn't care. You know, I enjoyed just laying in the bed listening and then pray for the other guy. But when she got done, she says, honey, don't worry about it. You're going home tomorrow. I said, well, I hope so. Didn't think nothing about it until about 30 minutes after they left. And I'm like, wait a minute. She told this guy he was going home. <laughs> now she's telling me I'm going home. So I didn't sleep, I didn't sleep all night long. You know, I'm sitting there waiting, saying, okay, when's this going to happen? But my kidney doctor come in every morning at 5 o'clock. The only doctor I've ever had, as many times I've been in the hospital, that would be there every day at the same time. Well, they had scheduled to go in and put the shunt in to do dialysis because they had shut my kidneys down with all the medicine. He come in at 5 o'clock that morning, opened up the folder, throwed it on the table, listened to my heart, done everything. Picked up the photo, looked at it again. I said, you ready to go home? <laughs> said, yeah. He said, well, good. He said, we're releasing you today. She knew. You know, and it, it took that for me to be able to put any faith at all in God. You know, he used her to get to me. It's just, it's amazing. It is amazing. Uh, I mean, just so everyone makes sure he catches that, like, all the numbers that were bad. Yes. 
we're good. Yep. No other explainable reason. I was I was due for to start dialysis that morning at seven o'clock. That's amazing. Lord's good, isn't he? He's good at what he does, and um, and yet, even though the Lord is good, he showed himself to you in that way. Um, you said, man, I just don't know if I can believe what I can't see. To the like, he shows you something amazing, and it's still a struggle, right? Right. Um, and so, I love this part of your story because um, as we talked this week, you started sharing with me about how you just start going and you start serving other people, and it was those people who actually then began to lean back into you and show you that your faith was real. Tell us about that. I had the opportunity to go to Joplin, Missouri, when they had the tornado there. I guess it was 2011. Actually, I spent my birthday in Joplin. Um, what we did was we went out, drove around town. They put a big sticker in the window that says, we okay to be in there. And we got to go around and help people salvage whatever they could salvage. Um, un tremendous. I mean, there's a lot of stories. I mean, I could sit up here for hours and talk about stories from people we talked to up there. But one of the biggest ones was is we, we stopped by his house, and there was an older gentleman up there. He was 83 years old. And I got to talking to him, and he was just trying to find stuff that, you know, he'd be able to salvage. And he got to telling me that two weeks before that, he buried his wife. And he just lost everything he had. I mean, he had no vehicles, no nothing. But he, he told me, he said, you know, he said, I'm mad at God. He said, I've been a Christian all my life. He said, I'm mad at God. He said, now, don't get me wrong. He said, whatever he tells me to do and whatever path he wants me to take, he said, I'm going to do it. He said, but I'm standing at them gates. He's going to give me some answers. You know, and we talked for probably 45 minutes. And, you know, and, and after I left, it's like, you know, if this man could bury his wife and lose everything he has in two weeks and still have the trust in God that he has, why can't I? You know, and then one of the other ones, and I've, I've got to tell this, we stopped to help this girl. It was her mom's house, and she was just trying to find something that, you know, her mom could keep because had, she had lost everything. And she was on the phone with her mom when, this, when the tornado hit. And they've got, she had a basement. The steps were bad. She couldn't get down them. She was in a walker anyway. But she sat on the edge of the bed. She told her daughter, she said, I'm going to sit on the edge of the bed, put my head on my walker, and I'm going to wait. And if it's time for me to go, he'll take me. If not, I'll see you later. But where she was sitting at on that bed, you couldn't have took a vacuum cleaner and, and made a circle around where she was sitting. There was no splinters, no insulation. I mean, absolutely nothing. It looks like somebody come in and took a vacuum cleaner and just sucked it all up right where she was sitting. That right there is what changed me. It's so cool that um, God has given you the grace to believe in him. Um, by putting these uh, things in your life. We know that faith is hope in things that we can't see. And uh, you admitted, and, and I think all of us would admit at some level that we struggle with that, right? Like, how do we believe in something we can't see? So if that's you today, know that it's okay to have that doubt and that struggle. And yet, as you just pressed into serving him and saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm trying to have faith in you. He has shown you these things to encourage your faith and, uh, and to, to continue to grow your faith. So. Um, what does, uh, this is the curveball, right? What does life look like today for Mike Iman as a guy who has given his life to the Lord, just serves people like, he, like the best he can every day? 
what, what's changed now that Christ is the one that you look to? You know, I just, I don't, I used to stress about everything. I mean, no matter how small or how big, I was stressed. And I don't do it anymore. I mean, I don't, I don't worry about it. If something comes up, you know, my wife stresses all the time. I say, honey, don't worry about it. Pray about it. And whatever happens, happens. There's nothing we can do. It's in his hands. He'll decide what happens. You know, he, he don't, I feel that he doesn't tell us what to do, but he gives us choices, and we pick which path we want to take. That's awesome. Um, you may be a common man, a simple man, you would say, um, but what's neat is that I think the Lord's given you a simple faith. And uh, where once you doubted, now you just believe. You just believe, and he's given you a great peace inside of that. Go ahead. You know, I, there's, there's a lot of times that I sit and think, you know, why, you know, what, what path is it he wants me to take? But every time that somebody needs something or the church needs something, it's, it's not even a question. You know, if they need it to ask, we do it. You know, it just, I've, I've never thought or had a second guess about why I do something. We just do it. I've got her doing the same thing, my wife, but sometimes she's like, honey, you sure we want to do that? But she goes along with it. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. But I just, you know, we, I just, I enjoy helping people. Mm. I mean, I feel that's the path that God's put me on. Yeah. Well, May is a month here at Christ Community where we um, honor and appreciate our volunteers um, and um, if you've, got, if you've served here in the last year, you should have got an invitation for something, and we do. Make sure you RSVP for that. But um, we could think of no better way to uh, honor the people that serve than to, um, to honor you and just um, hear your story and, uh, and let you know how much we love and appreciate you. This guy, I don't know if, you, uh, if you're new to Christ, but you definitely don't know, but if you've been around, this guy has taken pictures of baptisms of new covenant members. He's worked on the building. He makes coffee. He opens the door. I'm not sure there's really much you haven't done around here so um and uh it's it's amazing to see how you're leading us in serving others and um i can't do anything but just say thank you for that so no thanks needed uh, and um one one of the things that we uh we also do in may is we turn all this over uh and, and begin to think about next year is in your chair um is a little card it looked like this and uh, as you leave today, there'll be folks at the door that are taking these. If you're new here, um, don't feel like we're asking you to sign up for something right now. This is for, this is for the family, right? And um, uh, let us help us update your information and let us know how you might like to serve uh, in the coming year. And, um, and then we'll be contacting you. So turn those in at the end of today. Uh, but please do that. And um, if nothing else, hear Mike's story that it's often those times where we go and serve and it's uncomfortable and we don't want to do it, that God uses the very people we're serving to give us a greater understanding of our own faith. I'm telling you, if you can get me out of my comfort zone, anybody can do it. 